What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And hey, thanks for tuning in today because we have some good news to share today. If you're a business owner and you're running around like a chicken without the head, as the old saying goes, it's really kind of a gross saying when you think about it, but whatever, you know, you can stop. You can stop. In fact, today we're going to talk about why you tend to do that and why you need to stop. Because I'll tell you what, I get calls, oh my gosh, practically every day. All right, I'm going to say about three a week from entrepreneurs who are doing it all. They feel alone. They're overwhelmed. They're going crazy. And they have this belief that it can't change. And, and they feel desperate and exhausted and all for what? All for a really tiny paycheck, if any paycheck at all, or, you know, for sleeping four hours a night and working 20 hours a day. It's insanity. And so it's got to change. You know, it's not easy for an entrepreneur to change that control freak mentality because that's what that is. If you're doing it all, you have a control thing, okay? If you're someone who wants to control every little aspect of your business, you're not alone. As I said, other entrepreneurs also believe that in order to get things done right, they have to do it themselves, right? How much of that is inside of you? Be honest, be honest. Do you feel like If I want this done, I need to just do it myself. Well, that's because you don't want to invest your time, yourself, your energy, your resources into finding the right people and training the right people. And it's it's just not true. You don't have to do it yourself. Here are some interesting, what I found is interesting statistics. Did you know that just 50% of the CEOs remain in control after three years in business. Now, I'm talking startups with with a big vision, right? People who really wanted to grow their business. Only 50% of those founder CEOs stay in control. They relinquish control. And why? Because they're smart enough to know that someone can do, do the job even better than they can at that point. Only 40% after four years and fewer than 25% leading their companies at IPO. So that's pretty amazing. Fewer than 25% of the founder CEOs are at the helm when they go public. So think about it. Maybe you're not ready for an IPO. Okay, that's fine. But this still applies to you. This came from a Harvard Business Review, a study, uh, study rather, that shows that four out of five entrepreneurs are actually forced by investors to step down from the CEO post. 
Okay, let's learn from that. Let's learn from that. In short, relinquishing control, whether voluntarily or by force, has made many entrepreneurs very, very, very wealthy. And that's what we're talking about today, how you can become rich by relinquishing control, because that's important, how your business can succeed when you decide to let go. Now, depending on the size of your business and what your vision is and where you're at, We may not be talking about you handing over the reins to someone else, but we are talking about getting help because if you want to achieve significant growth, it's critical that you allocate your time to valuable projects and initiatives. I'm going to say that one more time. If you want to grow, you got it. You got to allocate your time to things that are going to make the company grow. And that doesn't mean building your own websites and things like that. It's really time to consider that maintaining your own website, doing the books on your own, facilitating your company's administrative needs and all those kinds of things are not your job. Just not. Okay? You can hear my voice getting stronger and stronger, right? <laughs> right? Because I feel so passionate about this. And here's why. Because... This is what I do for a living. I help entrepreneurs who come in with that I'm doing it all attitude transform their lives and businesses so that they not they are not doing it all and for letting go of control and actually having more hours in their day to themselves to do what they love doing, whether it's personal or business related, they're finally growing the company and making some money. So it's just a win all around, okay? And you're the first thing you're probably thinking, because I know you so well, <laughs> is that you can't afford to hire help. You're barely making it on your own. You can't afford to put money out for somebody to do your website or for an administrative assistant or for bookkeepers or whatever. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to disagree with that. And you're going to learn during today's podcast how to take the first steps toward affording the people who can help you because that's so important. It's important on every level. Think about it this way. Isn't it important to your value set? I mean, what as an entrepreneur, think about what the top three things in your life are that are most important to you, okay? What do you got to have in order to lead a happy life? Think about it. Three things. What do you got to have? What must you have to feel like you can breathe and enjoy this world? If you're an entrepreneur, I can pretty much promise you that one of those top three things is freedom. Right? If I'm wrong, I want you to email me because I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong. And you may define freedom in a whole different way than I define it or my producer here, Casey, defines it or the entrepreneur next to you defines it. Maybe a whole different ballgame for you, but you still call it freedom. Now I want you to ask yourself, am I experiencing freedom? Do I have that freedom? You know, you didn't become an entrepreneur to create a job for yourself, did you? You did it to to keep in integrity or to establish what you need to have your freedom, this very, very, very important value. 
And, you know, one of the things you can tell yourself when you start in your company or when you're still in this this place, and, and I've told myself this, and, you know, from time to time I still I still do, is that I may work hard. I may work long hours, but I do it on my own terms. And that is a form of freedom for me. It's an important piece of my freedom. But I've gotten to the place in my career, and you may be getting there too, where you know, I didn't want to continue doing all the things I, I really didn't like doing. And worse yet, the things I wasn't good at, okay? And I was no longer considering it freedom. I still say I'm doing it on my terms, and that's freedom to me, to not have to report in, oh, I hate schedules, okay? I, I just, this this 8 to 5 thing, to have to be somewhere and know that I'm stuck there from 8 to 5 would be like prison to me to go back to. I loved it when I was in, in corporate. I loved it, loved it. But I've changed so much. My life has changed. And so I couldn't stand that. So, yes, I'm I'm doing my thing on my own terms, but I'm not as crazy as I used to be. I'm not working the hours I used to be. And in the beginning, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say, yeah, you're going to work a lot of long hours. You're probably going to do a lot of the things yourself for a little while. Uh, but properly funded companies don't necessarily have as much of an issue with that. But that that first year, at least, can be be pretty, pretty crazy. So no matter if you're in the first year or you're in your third year or you're in your 10th year, I don't care if you feel like you're ragged around the edges because you've been working hard and getting nowhere, we're going to talk about a few important things today. So make sure you stay tuned for this show to the end. All right. The first step. Now, I've got, I've got a, a um, abbreviated version of this show up over at Inc. Okay. So Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And this show is called How Relinquishing Control Can Make You Rich, okay? And so is the article. So you can go over there and you'll see the bullet point highlights over there, but we're going to go into much more depth here on Million Dollar Mindset. So the first one, identify your strengths and your weaknesses. This is the very first thing I want you to do. Now, it's important that you do this in a way that resonates with you. Some people want to do an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, those those more linear thinkers, you want your Excel spreadsheet, and I think that's awesome. Some people just want to do a Word document. Some people want a journal. Some people, and this is me, we want to use a whiteboard. We're very, very visual. I need to see it. I need to, to keep it nonlinear. I need to play with it, move it around, and make it pretty. Okay, so depending on how you learn and how you think, you're going to have to do this in a way that really resonates with you. So you're going to identify your strengths and weaknesses. Think about where you shine. You know, what are you really, really good at? And I don't care if it's work-related or not. If you're good at gardening, if you're just an amazing gardener, write it down. If you're a dynamic networker or prolific writer or a really moving, powerful speaker, put that in your list. Which of these qualities and skills now are most important to the company or which attributes 
from these qualities are most important. So in other words, if you're an amazing gardener and you love to garden, you're very creative. You're very grounded probably. Um, you know, all sorts of qualities come out of gardening or take a, a person with certain qualities gardening does to be successful at it. So don't just list what you have. Think about what each one means. I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I, you know, what is it? Who are you? Write those things down and elaborate on them. That's very important because I want you to see all of these wonderful gifts and talents that you have so that we can capitalize on these to help you to grow your business. You may think, oh, gardening isn't going to help me grow my business, but I beg to differ. The qualities that it takes to be a gardener can help you to grow your business. So we want to know about those. When we come back, we're going to talk about all those things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
So we're here in phase one of this process that you're going to go through to build your business, to relinquish some of that control. I'm not saying walk away from your business, relinquishing some control to to get help and to place yourself where you need to be to grow that business. So you're going to identify your weeks and strengths your strengths and weaknesses and you've got this great mind map now or this list or this Excel spreadsheet or post-it notes all over your wall, however you want to do this, okay? And you've got a list of your qualities and, and some of the attributes and things that it takes to be excellent at some of the things you love doing, even if they're hobbies, okay? So now we've got that. Now, conversely, I want you to take a look at all of the things in your business, that you aren't so great at doing, but you force yourself to do them anyway, in addition to the things that you can do and that you're pretty good at doing, but you force yourself to do because you're not liking it so much, okay? So all of the things that need to get done that you don't like, whether you're good at them or you're not good at them, write down those things, but separate the two uh, so that, you know, when push comes to shove, if we if we have to save some money, you you can still do it and uh, separate separate out the things that you're doing that you just totally. So, for instance, I get a lot of clients who I say, okay, let's talk about your P and Ls, your profit loss statements, or your projections, or what have you, and they say, um, yeah, n- no. Uh, they've been in for business in business for five, six, seven, ten years, and they don't have P and L's. They're not keeping books. Okay, that's because they're too overwhelmed and they're not good at sitting down and figuring out, you know, how to do that. So QuickBooks can be um, daunting, and and for some of us, it can be very boring and tedious and non-essential. Okay, but I'll tell you what, it is essential. And so that's a great example. The things that you don't like to do and either aren't getting done or you just hate doing, write all those things down. So if you're an entrepreneur, most likely you are looking at things like bookkeeping, record keeping, technical tasks, and other tedious yet necessary jobs. Okay? Make a list of those. Now from there, and this is not in the article, so write this one down. From there, I'd like you to keep track. Keep track of what you're doing. Oh, maybe I did have this in the article. I did. What do you know? I'm ahead of myself here, so never mind. We'll go back to that one. Okay, so that's your first step. Identify your strengths and weaknesses, and then your second step is identify what you love doing and what you don't, but the things that have to get done. Now, you may be really good at financial records, but loathe doing them. Make a list of these things, as I said, that you have to force yourself to do because you don't like it. Then consider what business-related activities you look most forward to. So what are the things you love? And don't forget about the quiet time that you need to tap into your creativity, okay? I have a number of clients who are spending time at my request reading leadership books, reading self-help books, um, meditating and doing things like this. And while it's helping very, very much, they'll say, oh, I feel guilty. I feel, you know, I'm not working and I should be working. Okay, we need to get over that because running a business is about leadership, not working hard. 
Okay. Yes, there are times you'll have to work hard, but the key, the, the overarching theme is leadership. And leaders have to be informed and leaders need to have internal resources. Now, I'm not saying that leaders need to know it all. I am not saying that you have to have all of the answers, not even in your own industry do you have to have all the answers, but you do need to know who to go to to get those answers, okay? That's a leader. That's a leader. A leader is someone who knows a lot, who has some experience and some expertise to share, but also knows where to go to get the answers. They're resourceful. So you need to take the time to learn to upgrade your skills. You need to make sure that you're spending time on you so that you have less stress. There's so much that you need to include here that most entrepreneurs don't think about, okay? So make sure to include those things. All right, so now you've got these wonderful lists or these wonderful mind maps or whatever it is, and you've got all these strengths and weaknesses and all this information about you. You're learning so much at this point. You really are because to see it in front of you, in front of your eyes, just is, is well, it's just, it is, it's eye-opening and it's wonderful. So get that quiet time on that list, get that creativity time on that list, that learnings time, all those things on the list. Those are important. Okay. Now here's a really important key. Okay. Very important key. Understand your value. What is your worth to the company? Okay, well, what's your answer? Probably most of you are going to say, well, the company wouldn't be here without me. That's bad and that's good, okay, because for a really, truly successful company, we wanted to be able to go on without you, but we also want to place a value on you as you are today, right? All of the things you do that grow the company, all of the valuable things. Now, I'm not talking a bookkeeper job. I mean, that's very valuable, but it's not an entrepreneurial gig, okay? And I'm not talking about, you know, doing your website and making phone calls that you don't have to make and all those kinds of things. I'm understand. I'm talking about understanding what you contribute to the business as an entrepreneur. Now, I'm going to be really modest here. I mean, like, really modest because I don't want to scare you away. And it scares a lot of people away. We have to work on that in a session. And say that your hourly worth is $150. That is so modest. I would like to say it's $300, okay? That's that's the hourly worth I would put on myself is $300, okay? And many entrepreneurs in, in the, the mid-sized, very, very scalable companies, they can't even put a dollar hourly worth on, on themselves, on their time. So you're somewhere in there between $150 an hour to priceless an hour, okay? So think about where you are. You are worth so much more to your company than $150, really. But I want you to now take a look at all of the things you spend your time on those things that you wrote down that you love doing and the things that you don't love doing. And now look at the ones that you dislike or really aren't very good at. 
and say, if I were paying $150 an hour or whatever the hourly worth is that you placed on yourself to someone else to be doing this, would I tell myself that I'm crazy? Is this job really worth $150 an hour or $300 an hour? Look back and think about how you spent the, the last hour prior to listening to this podcast. Was it worth 150 or more? Now, if you were, you know, in a car or something like that, okay, of course not. But think about the last hour of tasks that you took care of. Did you just pay out $150 willingly in your imagination to get those things done? Really? Probably not. Okay. But most likely, if you're like most of the entrepreneurs who I coach, the things you love doing and the areas that you're truly talented, these things are the priceless things. These things are the things that right now, with the current state of your company, you can almost not pay someone else to do it. It's entrepreneurial work. Okay, these are the things. This is that sweet spot. These are the things where we're using all of those wonderful qualities and skills and all of that creativity and all of that personality and all of that big picture thinking and all of those wonderful things. Those are the things that you can't buy. You can't pay somebody to do those things. And that's that sweet spot. That's where we want you spending 80% of your time, not vice versa. Because most entrepreneurs are lucky to squeak, squeak out 20% of their time for these things. I kid you not. And so we need to reverse that 80-20 rule to really get it into our favor. Okay? And so we're going to work on a formula that's actually going to help you figure out how to get rid of some of those jobs. Isn't that kind of exciting? And uh, I love that. The next thing that we're going to talk about in a little more detail after this upcoming break is tracking your time. Now, when I ask my clients to do this, oh, you know, I get pushback. Or they come back into the session very often saying, yeah, I tried. I just didn't have time to track my time, which is kind of ludicrous when you think about it, okay? And I always tell people to track their time for five days. And I'm lucky if I get five minutes. But no, really, the entrepreneurs who are serious about coaching will track their time for three to five days. And what you will see... When you come back and you look at this worksheet after three to five days or even at the end of your first day is so jaw-dropping, so eye-opening that it's going to change the way you think forever. Now, don't fool yourself and think, oh, I know what I do. I can keep track of this in my head because it doesn't, you might be able to do that. You probably can, but it doesn't have the impact that it has to see it on paper. So it's really, this is like the most important part of this process. If, if you know, if you're not going to do the other things, please at least do this because it will. It will change the way you think. It will change the way you approach your business. It will change your attitude about not being able to afford help. It'll open your mind to all of the other possibilities 
once you see this list, you're going to be amazed at how much time you're spending on the little crummy stuff that you don't like doing or you're not very good at or you're procrastinating with. So when we come back from this break, that's where we're going. Be prepared. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Go big money! Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest in heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're an excellent hands with miriam nicole check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below got a question for miriam nicole want to be a guest on her show email us at the quip at miriam nicole and join us every thursday at 2 p.m central standard time only here on the woohoo radio network Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks so much for being here today. I hope that you're learning some things about yourself already, just as you mentally go through some of this process. I have a little gift for you. If you head over to my website at marlatabaka.com, M-A-R-L-A, 
T-A-B-A-K-A. On the right-hand col- side column, you're going to see a, um, a free download. And I'd love for you to take advantage of that while it's there because it's going to help you to decrease your stress and increase your productivity. It's going to help you figure out some of the things that we're talking about today. And it's going to give you some um, very surprising insight into one of the things that entrepreneurs are really, 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 really good at and need to give up. And that is multitasking. So it's going to teach you some really serious things about how you can become much more productive. And, um, and the tracking your time, the reason I bring that up today is because there's a time tracker document in there that will help you to create your task list and to track your time. So let's talk about that. As you go through the day, just have that piece of paper next to you. You don't have to do this in any big, blown-up, technical kind of way. Although, if you know of an app or something that you like to use to do this, uh, go right ahead. Again, it's important that you do these things in a way that resonate most with you. Otherwise, you won't do them fully. Okay? So, for me, good old pencil and paper really works for this. Um, if you want to use an Excel spreadsheet, that's great. If you want to make it a sortable document or something like that, that's fantastic but it's it's really hard to document every second of every day so you can make this kind of global you know i spent a combination of 45 minutes on phone calls uh doing customer service complaints um i spent three hours this morning getting the books up to date and doing invoicing i spent uh 20 minutes trying to figure out what I was going to do next. Those things are really important. Okay. If you're spending time spinning your wheels, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to again become vulnerable here because that's what I do on this show, right? You know, when I'm not sure about what I need to do next or I'm really not in the mood to do what I need to do next. And usually that's because I'm not sure about what I really do need to do next. What do I do? You know, I get lost in social media or online or something and I sit here for an hour, hour and a half pretending I'm feeling like I'm, I'm achieving something and I'm not. Um, now, with that said, there are times I have to remind myself about social media and and how productive it can be for me if I'm adhering to my own rules as well as doing my research online. I mean, there are things that I really need to stay up on as a business coach and, and as an online leader and such and an author. So um, don't confuse that with with what I'm talking about in terms of wasting time. So please be honest with yourself. Be willing to be vulnerable here because this is, this is what's going to make a difference. If you try to fool yourself into thinking that you're always busy and you're always productive, productively busy, then this is not going to work. Be willing to be honest with yourself. Take a hard, cold look at what you're doing, and that's what's going to make this system work for you, okay? So how many hours did you spend on any given task or activity? And don't forget the hours that you spend procrastinating, okay? I mean, really, how many hours do you have to productively procrastinate (laughs) before you go on to get something done? It's really important to know that. Are you networking? Are you establishing your brand? Do you spend any time upgrading those skills like we talked about earlier, learning more about speaking, going to whatever 
you know, I, I don't know, Toastmasters, if I recommend that or not. A lot of people get a lot out of Toastmasters, okay? So maybe it's Toastmasters. Maybe it's something else for you. Maybe it's just reading. Maybe it's watching online um, YouTube videos. Maybe it's going to classes with somebody, which is probably the best thing you can do. Um, are you learning more about leadership and what it means and, and where you shine in terms of being a leader? Are you building relationships and working on those relationship building skills a lot of here's the thing a lot of entrepreneurs feel that those things are not work and those are the areas they should not be spending time in and to some regard at certain points in the business it is yes hard to spend time doing those things but you have to take some time every single week that if you want to grow you have to do that so a little productivity tip here while we're talking about tracking your time because this is where a lot of people just just wallow in it and I'm one of those, boy. If I don't have an effective task list, um, a to-do list or you know, a project management tool going on or you know, something to the point where I can sit down every ever so often that I sit down at my desk and look at a list and say, okay, this is next, tick, here we go, Um, I'm not productive. In fact, I spent a week measuring my productivity, it was actually two weeks, with and without a list. And I was 70%, 70, 70% more productive with a detailed list that was put, that was prioritized. The, the two weeks were amazing. And you know what else? I found myself getting depressed in the one week where I was not productive. Um, I found myself feeling just, I don't know, just icky. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And it started kind of snowballing. And this was just supposed to be an experiment, right? So boy, did I have to snap myself out of that one and get back to my list really quick. So I think that a lot of people are like that. Most people are like that. So you know, if you're still engaged in tasks, especially you need a list and that will help you with your productivity so much. Okay, so now you've tracked your time. Now you've looked at, wow, how am I spending my time? It's just so eye-opening, you know, it's just an awakening that I think every entrepreneur who's struggling needs to have. Did I really spend six hours trying to solve this problem when I could have handed it off to an administrative assistant or, you know, someone else? Did I really spend time there when I didn't have to and and it, it was a mission that I took on because out of procrastination, you know, did I really spend all that time in bookkeeping? A professional bookkeeper could have had that done in an hour. It would have cost me so much less because remember your your hourly worth here. Take a look at those things. Take a red marker out and circle those things. Key question here that you need to start asking yourself, here it is. Would Richard Branson do this? I mean, really. Do you see Richard Branson doing any of those things? Because I sure don't. Okay, I don't. So, of course, we're not at the Richard Branson stage but it gives us a great, a great, great measurement. Does a real entrepreneur do this? Good question. Okay. 
So again, don't forget to include all those hours it took to sufficiently procrastinate before doing the things you don't enjoy or figuring out your next steps. Now, we're going to add up the non-productive hours as well as the hours of menial labor, things that you shouldn't have been doing, as well as, no, this one we're going to leave out. I, the, the one thing you want to add up but not include in this equation is the, the stuff that you procrastinated on. So we have two columns here. We have the column of things that you did that you shouldn't be doing, that isn't entrepreneurial work that Richard Branson shouldn't be doing. And then you have another column, all the press procrastination hours as well as the time spent on things that don't need to get done at all. Okay, so you have those two columns. Now let's say that you've got, you come up with 20 hours in a week that you could have paid somebody to do things. In addition to all of those hours of procrastination, and procrastination doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing. It means sometimes doing things that you don't have to do because you'd prefer to do them or because you think you, it, it helps create that mentality of, oh, I'm busy, so I can't do this other stuff, right, which is huge. So remember those hours that you're going to save if you don't have to do this stuff. But for now, just take a look at the number of hours you come up with that you could pay somebody, you know, the, the work that you could pay somebody else to do. And let's, for the sake of, of this formula today, say that it comes to 20 hours a week. I don't think it'll come to even that, quite honestly. But it's going to save you on the back end because of all the procrastination and the fumbling through things. And that's that 20 hours, so it becomes a modest estimate. It really does in terms of what it's going to save you. Now, estimate an hourly wage of $25 an hour for others to execute some of these tasks. Okay, That's $500 a week or $2,000 a month. Okay, All right. That may sound like a lot to you, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. It's not a lot, and uh, when we come back from this upcoming break, we're going to go into that. How can you afford that money, $2,000 a month, to pay others to execute some of this stuff that keeps you busy? It may be only 20 hours worth of work, but it's probably 40 hours of your time before all is said and done, before you have to push yourself into doing it and everything else, okay? So it's going to come up to a gigantic time savings for you. And so you really can't afford not to do it. And I know if you don't have the money in the bank, that's easy for me to say, right? <laughs> I know that feeling, believe me. But I'm going to help you figure out how to get that money in the bank and how to start affording these helpers that are not going to just take, you know, tasks off your plate. But they're going to take stress off your shoulders and a lot of it and they're going to free you up to do what you love what you should be doing and what you are probably amazingly gifted at doing and it'll help you to grow this company again don't forget to visit inc inc.com slash author slash marla hyphen tabaka and we'll be back right after this break
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life. million dollar mindset and you know what I want to remind you as I do every week how much I appreciate you and how much I enjoy hearing from you and some of my topics come from you some of my topics come from people who say hey you know I don't know how to do this and do other entrepreneurs struggle with this and you know how do I handle this issue and maybe I can't personally answer every single question that comes my way but if I get enough of the same types of questions and problems I'm certainly going to write an article about it and produce a show about it so remember that you can contact me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com Marla at MarlaTabaka.com and you know I do my best to answer people so don't be surprised if you get an email right back from me within a day or two um, giving you some advice or you know pointing you in a direction that you need to be pointed in so don't forget and of course there is always a standing invitation to apply to work with me and I say apply because I'm not going to work with you if you're not my ideal client because that wouldn't be good for you and it wouldn't be good for me so you know if you are struggling in your business but you have a viable business model in place and you are ready to do some work and ready to embrace some personal change because really it's a lot of personal growth and change then you and I might just be a good match and I can help you like I've helped oh my gosh so 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 many others grow their businesses many of them into the millions and um, I'd love to hear from you so contact me again at Marla at Marla Tabaka All right, now, here's the formula. Okay, here it is. After you've added up the hours devoted to work that an entrepreneur should not be doing during this five-day stint of tracking your time, you're going to have quite a number of hours there. You've already multiplied how much, you know, $25 an hour. Okay, we're looking at $2,000 a month. So here's the magic question. What money-making activities could you engage in if you literally bought yourself an additional 20 hours a week? Think about all of those possibilities. Most entrepreneurs, when they come into coaching, now not all, so don't let this drive you away, but the majority of people, when I run them through this and, and I say, okay, if you had an extra 20 or even 10 hours a week, to 
do whatever you thought needed to be done to grow your business, would you know what to do? And most of them say, yeah, I, I know exactly how I would, how I would uh, grow my business and affect that bottom line. Most of them know, and I think you do too. And if you don't, that's okay because we can probably figure that out in one session together, okay? So make a list. You know, is it going back to your clients and calling on clients? Is it doing surveying your clients? Is it going to more networking events? Is it improving your social media? Is it? And yes, that's something you can pay someone to do. So if you're not an expert, don't do it. You want to pay somebody to do it. But really think about the things that you would be doing to bring in more revenue, to increase that bottom line, okay? How many weeks or months would it take you to bring up an additional 2,000 months a month in revenue, okay? So you have 20 hours open. How long would it take you to come up with $2,000 a month or whatever if you have 10 hours open or, you know, $25 an hour could be way too high for some of the tasks that you're doing. Maybe you're going to get away with paying someone 15 or 16 an hour. Maybe you're going to get an intern and I don't believe in unpaid internships, but, you know, you can, you can um, bonus an intern out and give them incentive and say, here, you know, at the end of your internship, I'm going to give you 500 bucks if we achieve these things, Okay. So you want to give them a little something in terms of money and a lot of education. But, you know, think about, so, so in a nutshell, what you're doing here is you're thinking about how much money you need every month to hire someone who's going to make a difference in your business because they're taking things off your plate. And I'm saying 2000 a month, okay? Now, I want you to think away about a way that you can come up with $2,000, Okay, I want you to think of a way that you can squirrel away money until you have $2,000. Do you have $2,000 in a saving account? Because this money is going to come back to you if you do. Do you have someone who's willing to invest $2,000 into your business? Is there one product or service that you can really push um, to, to bring in an extra $2,000? And this money is allocated for your help. Again, most people can figure out a way to do this. Most people can say either, yeah, I can get the money, or they say, you know, I do have something I can do I haven't been focusing on, but I'm pretty sure it'll bring in that kind of money. Once you have a month's salary put away, that's four weeks, okay? Four weeks. You're going to find that person. And finding the right person and interviewing them is a whole other topic, but... Um, Let's just for the sake of today say that you've got resources, you've got people out there who can point you to a qualified person. You're going to bring that person on. You're going to train them. Ideally, the things that you're bringing this person on to do, or it may be more than one people person, it may be I'm going to have a bookkeeper come in once a week and I'm going to have an admin person or I'm going to have someone else update my website or whatever. It may be more than one person, but let's say 2000 a month. Um, you're going to train them as quickly and succinctly as you can. And you're going to, here is the key, you are going to devote those hours to growing your revenue. Now, most people, this is a small amount of money in your business. Most people can do this very, very, very quickly. Where I see it fail 
is when people convince themselves that no one can do it like them and they're, they have to spend all of this time in training the employee to get it right. And I'm telling you, that's not true. You're going to choose tasks like a bookkeeper knows how to come in and do her job. An administrative assistant, you want somebody with with experience, okay? You want somebody who's who's going to understand how to take things off your plate, okay? Somebody to do shipping maybe. I have a lot of entrepreneurs who still do their own inventory and shipping. Hello, there's a $10, $12 an hour job. Don't do it. Don't do it. Bring somebody in to do that and and train them well. And that kind of job can be trained very, very quickly. So you you get the gist. And now the key here is that you want to spend some time making, you know, really going through this list of money-making activities for you and really, really devoting all of that time, all of that time that you just bought back to revenue-producing ideas, okay? These are usually things like connecting with, with past clients and current clients to upsell, um, prospecting, connecting with other influential people. I had a session with a client this morning, and, you know, until we started talking about it, she really never recognized the fact that her network is amazingly influential, amazingly influential, and um, that she can leverage that network to achieve so much and that that's going to be a two-way cycle she's going to create because she's going to help others by doing it. So, you know, make a list of what you can do and make sure to spend every extra moment in that list, okay? Maybe it's finally launching that new product or service. Or maybe, because <laughs> this is I've done this, maybe it's that you've got the new product or service ready and launched, but you never spent any time marketing it. Yeah. I've done that with my group coaching where I know how much more revenue that brings in for me and I know how m- many more people I can touch and help because it's in a group. I mean, it's an amazing program and yet I tend to lack on my marketing of it, you know. So think about what are the possibilities here because they're Absolutely endless. I love it. All right. So now we've got the whole psychology behind relinquishing control. And it's a very complex and confusing topic because it's very, very, very emotional. Okay. When I meet with resistance and I hear these magic words, yeah, but, mm -hmm, yeah, but. I really want wanted the uh, domain yeahbut.com because there is so much psychology behind that. It's all fear-based thinking, okay? Think about, ask yourself, if you're finding resistance here, ask yourself what you're afraid of. What is the very worst thing that can happen? Oh, business can go belly up, right? Keep writing, keep thinking. Okay, and so my business goes belly up. What's the worst thing? Because you're not going to die if your business goes belly up. And it's likely because you are a very gifted individual that your family is not going to starve either because you can get a J-O-B. Okay, so worst case scenario. And when you think about what worst case scenario means, it's life or death. Okay, so go ahead and keep asking yourself, is that true? Because most of your fears are not true. 
And so what if it is true? What's the worst case scenario? And facing those fears is going to bring about a change in you. It's going to just lift the weight of the world off your shoulders. Okay? Think about where your need of control comes from. I was working with uh, a guy a couple of weeks ago who just oh, refuses to give up the, the smallest detail of his business to someone else. And, you know, he didn't know where it came from. He was just convinced that nobody else can do it right. Nobody else can do it right. They always screw up. Every employee I hired, blah, 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 you know, on and on and on and on. And finally, I said, who told you that you have to stay in control of everything? Who told you that you're a loser if things don't happen right, if things don't turn out well? Who told you things about yourself that feel really uncomfortable? And we realized it came from dad. Okay, and so we worked on that, and and in two short lessons, he's he's been able lessons actually sessions, he's been able to relinquish control, and it's already making a huge difference for him. So you know, again, what's the worst thing that can happen? What am I afraid of? Where does this need of control come from, and what's it really about? Because it's not about I'm the only one who can do it right, I promise you. Not everyone else in the world is stupid in spite of your foundational belief there that no one else is capable but you. That is so far from true. So remind yourself of that. Follow this formula. Do this homework. And you know what? Let me know how it goes because I really want to hear from you. I want to hear your ahas. I want to hear your yeah buts. I really do. Uh, it helps me become a better coach and, and host and author when, when I get feedback. So you'll be doing me a great service as well. Mostly be patient with yourself and, uh, you know, apply a little self-love here because that's what's most important and you'll gain that freedom that you're looking for. So thank you once again for joining me. Again, you'll find me on Inc. Inc. Magazine, and that's Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. You'll certainly find me in social media under my name as the handle, which is simply, again, Marla Tabaka. That's who I am absolutely everywhere, and that's my website too. So you, you, uh, you can't use the excuse for not coaching because you can't find me because I'm out there. So I, I thank you for being here today, and I welcome you to tune in again next week. I will very much look forward to that. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 